MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, I'll do this peppy for Matt Humans. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or download the app right now. Remember, if you're in Vegas, bring your state-issued ID to an MGM property and you're ready to go. you got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Of course, it's Saturday Bet Prep. Matt Humans in concert with the Circuit Invitational. Michael, we were just talking about the Invitational. Mm-hmm. All kidding aside, he hates it when we kiss his butt, but it's the best contest going right now. No doubt. And it's a brand that I think, you know, to me, as I was telling Matt off air, this is kind of like, you know, you get Mission Impossible 1, you get Mission Impossible 2. You know, this thing can continue on and on through the year because it's so good. And look, we're all looking for more information. And and you got 16 or 20 of the best handicappers all over based on the sport. I mean, look, I I hope he invites me to be the hockey handicapper in the (laughs) offseason. We welcome in Matt Humans, of course the host of uh, VEASAN's Saturday Bet Prep. Of course, uh, he's been here from, since the inception of VEASAN. Overall, great guy. You know what's so funny, Matt? I was joking with Elliot. I said, I swear he's going to have Kansas State today. I know Adrian Martinez. There's questions about him. <laughs> Oklahoma State has run that gauntlet for five straight weeks. This is the best defense Oak State's going to play. The number right now in Manhattan is Kansas State laying a point and a half. I thought you were going to be on Kansas State in this spot. You know, I'm on Kansas State season win total over, and I need one more win, and that's part of the reason I'm not playing that game today. Also, I took a brutal beat on Kansas State last week. I had K-State actually plus five in my pocket. They're up 28 to 10. 
Their top two quarterbacks get knocked out. The third stringer comes in. His first pass gets picked off, and a 28-10 lead turns into a 38-28 loss. And that was kind of tough to take. So I've had enough of K-State right now. I'll just uh, be happy uh, if K-State can get the win. I'll be happy if K-State can get the win and get over that win total. You sound like me with the Lions. Like, I've had enough of the Lions. Oh. Like, there's no chance I'm going that the Lions 10-6 ball at the one-inch line and you, and you end up not covering a seven-point number. I mean, it's absurd. So I, I, I get where you're going with that. I have a hard time, Matt, and you're better at this and other guys are, is there's a bias that we go through in decision-making called availability bias, which the information that's readily available to us, we use to – then make another decision moving forward. And I think sometimes the best betters forget about those bad beats and move forward. I, I can't. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you're right about that. I think sometimes I always say you, you try to, you should have a short memory in most cases. Uh, but also, you know, in this case I do, I still have liability on K-State and I need that one more win. So that plays a part into it as well. But in the NFL, Michael, when you have so many limited options, I think too many handicappers say, like in week five or so, I'm never going to bet the Commanders again. You know, screw that team. Yeah. I'm yeah. never, never going to bet the Bears again. And you can't do that in the NFL, especially. You just can't write off teams. We get frustrated, and we we want to write off teams, but you can't do it. And um, I mean, the Bears proved that Monday night, the fiasco in Foxborough. Who thought the Bears were going to go there and pummel the Patriots the way they did? Hey, as far as the Lions last week, I want to mention this. Why does Dan Campbell? Not challenged to play at the goal line when it looks like it's a touchdown. Uh, you answer the question with the question. It's Dan Campbell. That's exactly right. It's Dan Campbell. And he stands up at the podium after every game and says, that one's on me. Well, eventually, you either have to get the hell out of here or start fixing this. Question That's for right. you, Matt Humans. Remember, the committee's going to drop their first set of rankings on Tuesday, November 1. So coming up this Tuesday. Forget about the rankings. I don't care about that. I want Matt Humans' top four that you've watched this year, college football teams. Who's on the committee this year, by the way? Is it Condoleezza Rice, Joe Biden? Who, who's... <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the top four as of right now. And this is probably going to change because Tennessee's got to beat Kentucky today and then play Georgia uh, next week. But I think you have to put Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, and I regret to say it, but I think uh, as of right now, I think Clemson's got to be in that top four, even though – I'm not convinced Clemson is worthy, and uh, Clemson's got kind of a weak schedule down the stretch, but I think those are the four as of today, but that's going to change you know, a month from now, so there's no reason to, to get too worked up about it. Michael, would that's you, what I so, said. So would you take – so let's play that forward. Would you bet Clemson at 16-1 to 1, uh, for on the national championship odds? I would not because I just don't think Clemson is that good. And, it's, and that team's going to get beat by somebody. You could say, well, yeah, if Clemson gets to the, the final four, then you could start to hedge. Uh, I'm not convinced Clemson's going to get there. Uh, and I, I just don't, I don't, I don't believe in that team right now. It really, if you, if you watch the Syracuse game last week, the Orange blew that game. Syracuse should have won. And uh, nobody thought that was going to happen. You had sharp betters laying 14, 13 and 14 with Clemson last week. And uh, the yeah. Tigers were lucky in that game, but no, I I, I would not um, I would not take the sixteen to one. I think that team's going to get tripped up at some point. But as of today, it's in the top four. It's not my Clemson's not in my top four. Matt, Tennessee travels to Georgia next week. 
This week, Kentucky travels to them. You're going to take Kentucky. You got 12. It's 11 and a half right now. You know, Kentucky's got everything I look for in a live dog here. You've got a quarterback who's probably going to be one of the first top 10 picks in the NFL draft, and Will Levis. He's finally healthy off a of bye. Last year, he lit up the Tennessee defense 372 passing yards and three touchdowns. That was a shootout. I think Tennessee won 48 to 45 in Lexington. You've also got a really good defensive coach in Mark Stoop. So I think he's going to find ways uh, not only to scheme against this uh, Tennessee, this hurry up Tennessee offense, but he's also got a running back who can uh, get to tough yards between the tackles and keep the clock running. So you can slow down the pace of the game with your running back. You've got a quarterback who can make big time plays, and you got a defense that I think is might be better than anything Tennessee has faced to this point. And that includes Alabama. Uh, so, and also the intangible factors, Patrick and uh, Michael, is that the Volunteers players have been hearing the hype now. You know, they're being told how good they are, how great they are, and they also probably have one eye on that Georgia game next week. So, a lot of different things in play here. I took 13 with Kentucky early in the week. I would still take the 12 that's out there now. I think the, I do think the Wildcats are going to be live to win this game today. Well, I think what you said is so true. I think Mark Stoops will pace this game. And if you're going to play Tennessee and if Alabama plays them again, I think they're going to want to pace the game. And that's what Stoops does a really good job of. Limit the possessions, kind of reduce the game. Because when you go over there, I mean, you know, he wants this game to be somewhere 31 and under, not not into the 40s. And if it gets in the 40s, then Tennessee covers. If it's in that 30s, I think you're right. I think Kentucky covers. Hey, by the way, Tennessee's pass defense, Michael, allows 330 yards per game. That ranks 130th out of 131 teams in college football. So I think Kentucky should be be able to move the ball here today and uh, control the clock, and that's key against Tennessee. And Kentucky's discipline. And, and Tennessee just isn't. And Kentucky has a very good run D. I, I like the matchup as well for Kentucky. Tennessee, though, super explosive, have been all year. Okay, next one up. And you, you're taking a dog here as well. Happy Valley. You like Penn State catching the 15 and a half with Ohio State in town. Yeah, if you check with me in, uh, in a few hours, I might say, why in the hell did I bet on James Franklin? I can't, you know. But <laughs> as of uh, right now, I, I did take the 15 and a half with uh, Penn State. And, Here's the thing. Ohio State uh, power rates as uh, the number one or number two team. I'm hearing a lot of people uh, talk about how great the Buckeyes are, how explosive they are. When when I've seen Ohio State against one legitimate opponent this season against Notre Dame, which has now pretty much uh, been exposed as a pedestrian team, the Buckeyes struggled to pull away and win that game 21-10 at home. We're in the late October, and this is Ohio State's second road game. That's it. Uh, they played the Buckeyes have played six weak opponents, so we have not seen this team yet go on the road and be tested by a ranked opponent in a hostile atmosphere, and that's what we're going to see today at Penn State. Plus, you've got Sean Clifford on the other side, a veteran dual threat quarterback. Singleton and Allen are big time running backs. I do think Penn State's going to be able to run the ball and move the ball on this Ohio State defense. So that's a lot of points to be laying on the road for a team that's playing only its second road game. At this point in the season, you can look at all the numbers you want to tell you how great the Ohio State offense is. That's fine. But the Buckeyes really played nobody up to this point. Yeah. 
Matt, I agree. I, I think when if you're betting, look, I'm not a Penn State fan either, and I'm with you. Uh, but I think if you're betting Ohio State to cover this, you're betting blindly because you don't really have data to support how good. We're going to find out today at 4 o'clock how good Ohio State is or aren't they. You know, we're going to know if they really are for real on defense. We're going to know about their offense. We're going to know about their head coach. We're going to learn a lot. This will be the only game until the Michigan game that we're going to be able to gauge this. That's true. Uh, last week, uh, Ohio State was held to 66 rushing yards on 30 carries by the Iowa Hawkeyes in Columbus. So that's why I said I, we don't know how great this Ohio State team is yet. So the Buckeyes got to go on the road and uh, prove it to me today in Happy Valley. I wish this were a night game. I feel like the dog would be a better bet if it, it was yeah. a night. Out. You know, if it was a whiteout night game, I don't like the early morning kickoff, but they got to do that for Fox. But I'll go ahead and play the dog anyway. Ohio State struggled big time in the red zone against Iowa last week as well. They'll look to correct that. By the way, those wondering why Matt Humans, of course, host of Bet Prep, is on Skype today, he's getting on the private jet, Michael Lombardi. He's going to be surfing later today in San Diego. So that's the reason we got Humans on Skype. People don't realize he's a fast food addict, but he's also a surfer. So that's one thing about it. Matt Humans you learned today on the Lombardi line. When we come back, we do have for Matty Humans a play. Uh, tomorrow morning in London, you've got Denver and Jacksonville, and we'll get to the NFL slate with Matt Humans as we continue. Remember, all the information for the Circa Invitational on Saturday Bet Prep is up. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to become a VEASAN pro to get those plays. We're coming back with Matt Humans before he heads off to surf in San Diego. We continue Lombardi Line Week 9 College Football right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Well, it's easy to talk about VSIN pros when I'm in the company of greatness like Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi. Two VSIN pros, you can get those picks exclusively, vsin.com slash subscribe. What else are you going to get? Pro tools, pro picks at a glance, and pro tips. You get over 20 a day here at VSIN. Again, VEASAN pros have made a lot of money this season. You should, too. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, Kawabunga, of course, our buddy Matt Eumanns joins us. He's headed to San Diego after the show, so we appreciate the time. Michael Lombardi there. Let's transition to the NFL. And, Matt, I'm going to let you lead this, but we'll start with the early game. We're going to be live on the air here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi freaking out during this game tomorrow, which is always great. <laughs> Jacksonville's lane two, and you're going to lay it with Denver there, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to bite the bullet here because this is not going to be a coaching clinic uh, with uh, <laughs> these two guys on opposite sidelines. Uh, who's going to screw up worse? Uh, Broncos country, let's not ride. And uh, I, I don't want to bet on Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. I think that's a complete clown show at this point. And uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that the Broncos players are no longer buying into what Russell Wilson's trying to sell. And even when he's healthy, he has not looked good. And I'm not sure he's completely healthy uh, right now. And I, I don't love the Jaguars, but I do love the Jaguars' defensive front. I think uh, that's still legit. When when you saw the Jaguars go to L.A. and beat up the Chargers, that's about as well as they can play. I'd like to see them play like that again tomorrow. But they have experience going to London. They've done this thing before. They played well over there. And you can't say that for the Broncos. I'm Hey, I'm fading the Hackett-Wilson combination and uh, until these guys prove differently yeah i i mean uh, look I, to me I, I say this on my show all the time on our show all the time is that if it wasn't for peterson this jacksonville team should be in first place in the south he continues to want to go for it on fourth down and he doesn't get it and on this four game losing streak he could have easily won three of those games you know, yep, and, yep. and so, you know, he couldn't have beaten Philly, but he he's turns the ball over on downs. He makes mistakes. God bless you, Matt. I can't, but to me, this is a, I can't, I couldn't, wa- I mean, I'm going to watch it, but it's, it's, it's a clinic on what not to do in a game. It really is. 
There's a lesson in the next play, and for new betters, I think this is important, and Matt, you can explain a little bit more, but don't overreact to what you just saw. You're going to lay it with the Patriots headed to, of course, the Jets, and we just saw the Patriots perform so poorly, but again, the NFL is up, down, up, down, up, down. You can't overreact. Yeah, you're right about that. A lot of times you want to bet on the teams that looked really bad the previous week. And could the Patriots look any worse than they did Monday night against the Bears? But that's part, you know, Bill Belichick's defense sometimes struggles with mobile quarterbacks. And I think for the first time this season, we saw the Bears do something smart. They schemed running plays to take advantage of what Justin Fields does best. And uh, the Patriots, for whatever reason, didn't have an answer to stop it. And I thought the Bears played their best game Monday night. And also, the combination of Mac Jones coming back, which I did not like when I heard about that Monday. I said, this is going to be a negative for the Patriots because I, I felt like, and I get Michael's opinion on this, I think he saw Bailey Zappi uh, playing lights out. You know, he hears the uh, talk like everybody else. He's afraid to get Wally pipped. He rushes back. He's not ready to play. And it kind of threw the Patriots out of uh, rhythm from the beginning. Uh, here's another key for this game. I had this circle. This was going to be a big play for me this week. Until I watched the Patriots Monday night, now it's just a normal play. But when Brees Hall got injured against the Broncos last week, I decided I was going to play the Patriots. And Brees Hall's been the engine in that Jets offense. It's definitely not Zach Wilson. When Brees Hall touches that ball, he's explosive. And you can see the difference he makes in that offense. Without him, I think the Jets are going to struggle offensively. I like Belichick in this spot, laid to two and a half. I think, you know, they do. I, you hit the nail on the head. They struggle with what I call a six-back offense when the quarterback is really vitally part of the running game. It's different than, you know, when they play a, a quarterback who moves around. When the quarterback's involved in the run, as one of the six skilled players, Belichick has struggled. Lamar Jackson in week three struggled like crazy. They have a hard time. They're not fast enough on defense. It has really nothing to do with scheme. It's all about the speed of their defense. Zach Wilson doesn't do this. I think they'll be able to attack him. Without Corey Davis in the game, I think that's significant. I think they're going to put pressure on Zach Wilson, and he's going to have to participate. You're, you, other than the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh, in the last on their win streak, yeah. he's failed to participate. And I don't think without, without Bryce Hall, you know, they ran a toss play against Denver that went for a 70, a toss play. I mean, John Robinson and John McKay would have been so happy. The great Vince Dooley would have been delighted with that. I mean, that's an old-school play that went for 70. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that against New England. A Matt Eumann's rule, he is not going to lay three. He's going to lay two and a half, or he'll take the three and a half, and he's going to take the three and a half with Cleveland on Monday night hosting Cincinnati. Yeah, that three and a half's out there at a few spots on the Browns. I know it's at the South Point. It's at Caesars in Vegas. You can probably find it elsewhere. But, you know, here this is a week in the NFL, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Michael Lombardi's plays today. I had a really hard time coming up with five plays in the NFL. I had a hard time coming up with three. And then you get a stretch the list of five. I went ahead and played the Browns on Monday night, getting three and a half in the big uh, factor for me is Jamar Chase being out of that Cincinnati offense, and that's simply what pushed me over the edge to take the points with the Browns on Monday night. I think Joe Burrow has looked a lot better because of Jamar Chase making plays for him, and you take him out of the offense, I think that's going to make a difference. I get Michael's thoughts on that game. You know, Matt, that was my uh, when I do Chris Russo every Friday, you know, after I have to listen to him tell me how he's killing me in the contest, he's only up by two games in the win column. That's it. You know, I have two pushes. Uh, but 
the, you know, and those lines were kind of doctored by his master, Eddie. Anyway, so I took <laughs> Cleveland. Now, you know, naturally, and, and I got three and a half from him. I don't know how I got it. I, th- I didn't think he thought I would take Cleveland. That's why three and a half was out there. So I do. I think when you go back and watch, Cleveland could run the ball. I don't know why he insisted on throwing the ball as much as he did against Baltimore last week when Chubb's their best player. But mm-hmm. I, I think this is, Cle- this, is a, this is a must win for Cleveland game. And you're right. Without Chase, this is going to be a harder game because teams are going to play man-to-man. They're not going to fear Boyd. They're not going to fear Higgins as much. And it's going to put pressure on that offensive line. You know, you say it every week, Matt Humans. I don't know how you find five plays in the NFL. That's why, like, five years ago, I shifted to soccer. These numbers are too <laughs> tight. These, number, these numbers are too sharp in the NFL. It's a really tough sport to beat right now. Yeah, it's tough, but, you you know, you have to just keep digging. Keep digging and uh, looking for reasons to pl- uh, play certain sides, and hopefully you land on the right sides by the end of the week. And, uh, Patrick... I cannot watch one soccer game. I don't know how you do that. Soccer's way. Too <laughs> I didn't say it. Yeah. I didn't say I had to watch them. I said I just had to bet them. Now yeah. we're going to dig a little bit more, and we'll go Pennsylvania with Matt Eumanns. You're going to take the ten and a half with Pittsburgh at Philly. Yeah, I don't know. Not many people are going to like this play, but that's okay. I, I took the points with the Steelers last week against the Dolphins too, and that was ugly. Uh, but they they got there barely, and, and they held the Dolphins scoreless in the second half. And also the Steelers' defense, since Minka Fitzpatrick has come back, has looked better. It's obviously a defense that misses T.J. Watt. They're not the pressure rate of the Pittsburgh defense on opposing quarterbacks is pretty low right now. I think worse than the league without T.J. Watt. But they held the Dolphins on six possessions in the second half, the five straight punts, and 127 total yards. And uh, I think the defense is playing better. Uh, is it going to be good enough to stop Jalen Hurts in this offense? Yeah, that's the tough part, and that's why the Eagles are 10.5-point favorites. But a lot of times when a, a hot team rolls into a bye, I like to bet against that team coming out of the bye because, uh, you know, just think about it. If you if you got things rolling at work and everything's going well, the last thing you want to do is take a week off. It's tough to get adjusted, readjusted when you come back. I think the Eagles were better off just playing every week. They were in such a rhythm. They were hot. Sometimes that bye week disrupts your rhythm, disrupts your timing. And I'm hoping that's the case here because I need the Eagles to be a little bit off for the Steelers uh, to cover this number. By the way, the Steelers, aside from that blowout loss at Buffalo, that 38-3 to loss, uh, they have been within one score in the final two minutes in their other six games. So it's not like they've been getting blown out of games. And I think if Kenny Pickett can continue to improve and not make the mistakes he threw those three picks against the Dolphins, he does have some playmakers around him. I'm hoping the Steelers can do enough to stay within this number. Uh, I think they can. It's it's a decent situational spot with the Eagles coming out of the bye. Yeah, I, I, it is. And I, and I think, look, the, if they can get through the second quarter, you're going to know whether you're going to win this game by the second quarter. The Eagles have scored 112 points in the second quarter. They haven't scored. If you combine the other three quarters, they haven't scored that app. So they got to stay with. They got to stay connected yeah. to them. And you're right, Pickett. Those two interceptions, you know, along with the Mike McDaniel's deciding not to kick, are the reason why you know. Pittsburgh had a chance to win that game. I mean, really, Pittsburgh had – they have a chance to beat Miami, which to me is was really remarkable considering how Miami started. Matt Humans no with doubt. the pro tip. Hot teams rolling into the bye. Fade them coming out of the bye. Always the professional. Remember, it's bet prep and Circa Invitational. You want those plays from the pros? Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Matt, thank you for doing this. Travel oh, safely and a very Matt. happy birthday to your father. Thank you. Yeah, best of luck. You Thanks, Matty.
Thanks. Okay, there he goes. Humans is the best, man. We love that guy. Yeah, no Again, doubt. I like no that doubt. pro tip. Elliot, that's for you. Pro tip. Hot teams rolling into the bye. They don't. They're going, they kind of want to keep that momentum going. Fade them coming out of the bye. I love that. Michael, grab Thomas Gable, and we're going to find out what's happening in Happy Valley. Proximity-wise, you yeah. guys are close. Oh, yeah. Ohio yeah, State's in town. That's next here at Lombardi Line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. I tell you about it every day for good reason. It's the best reward program in the game. And remember, BetMGM has updated the interface there with the app, so it's very easy to use in-game with the live betting. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can use these points towards dining, hotels, shows, anything you want. Also, free bets. So make sure you check it out, BetMGM.com. It's the loyalty program. 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 years or older. We're back. So legend to legend to legend, right? We got Michael Lombardi. You had Carl Johnson. You had Matt Humans, And now we bring in our partner, Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. And we say hi. First off, let's talk about yesterday. It must have been crazy. Philly's down 5 nothing. Verlander's rolling. Had yeah. given up. There wasn't a runner on base for three innings, and all of a sudden, three-two and in consecutive innings, it's five-five, and Philly goes on to win it against that bullpen for Houston. This may be a team of destiny with the Phillies. It was. It was interesting. I mean, it was a late night here. It was packed to the gills in here, and uh, nobody was leaving. Even <laughs> so, uh, it was. Uh, it, I think if you look at that game, though. As Patrick said, Verlander was perfect through the first three. And then, obviously, uh, Phillies uh, got a crooked number there in the, in the fourth inning. And that decision by Dusty Baker to keep him in the game for the fifth inning obviously proved costly because, I mean, Houston has the best bullpen in baseball. And uh, somehow they uh, – uh, Dusty let Verlander come out for the fifth. Phillies come back and tie it. And kudos to the Phillies bullpen now. They uh, they held on and uh, did a great job last night. And the Phillies defense also uh, no mistakes. They, they stepped up, played good defense. So good they, they did what they set out to accomplish there and that's at least win one game in Houston. But series far from over. Far yeah. from over. I mean, that pitch is still eventually going to come around, right? You think? But look, I mean, Patrick's right. When you get on those rolls, when it was 5 to nothing, I'm thinking this baby's over with yeah. Katie bar the door here. But you know, they fought their way back into it, and give them credit. I mean, look, you know, and I thought the manager did a great job of stopping the bleeding, getting back control of the game in the middle innings when he put the reliever in, you know, and, and was able to kind of figure out a way to win that game. To me, that was the essence of what we're missing in the NFL is understanding how to win the game at the time. And we're relying on some sheet that's got 5,000 games simulated in it that's telling us basically nothing about the game we're playing. Yeah. Now, Rob Thompson, he pushed all the right buttons last night for the Phillies. He, he did a great job last night. And, um, uh, you know, he took a lot of flack uh, before game one by the decision to start Nola instead of Wheeler. That's so right. a lot of people were questioning that decision. And, um, you know, the Phillies uh, stole one there last I, night. I so. just think there's a sense of when you can blend the two. But, you know, Patrick, the Phillies winning was a nice story. The bigger story of the day was the 76ers winning in Toronto oh, without oh, no. without oh, the no. greatest player in the history of basketball. He had knee problems. Knee, send, knee management. I, I will knee send management. you a, uh, an address you can send him a get-well card. 
<laughs> so a couple things. One, grease the poles in Philly, because if something goes down, we're going to have some partying. And then two, I heard you guys were having a discussion about knee management. Is this going to infiltrate the they show today? Yeah. What's going on with knee management, Michael Lombardi? Well, our, our, our big guy at Philly, he needed a break. You know, he needed a break. He's very upset that he didn't win MVP. That's why he didn't work out this summer. So, you know, he needs a break. It's certainly time. It, it they, is a back-to-back situation for them because they play tonight. So they oh, set yeah, out the first, play. the first. They got the it. Yeah. So now they have the to play tonight. So, my yeah. friends, I mean, my friends will fine. be disgusted with me. I'm going to switch the topic because they're obsessed when Michael goes off on a 76ers. However, <laughs> we do have college football, and let's start there. Happy yeah. Valley. I got 15 and a half with Ohio State laying at Thomas. How about their regional book? Yeah, it's still 15 and a half. A quick story here. I'm, I'm leaving for work this morning, and the kid who lives across the street from me comes out. And he says, are you going to be home for uh, trick-or-treating on Monday night for Halloween? I said, yeah, it might be. It depends. And I said, uh, are you dressing up? He says, yeah. I said, well, what, what are you going to be? He says, I have the scariest costume you can imagine. And I said, what is that? And he says, I'm going as Coach Franklin's record against top five teams. <laughs> and uh, true story. True story. And, uh, yeah, yeah it, it. it is scary. It's uh, you know, one in nine against top five teams. So it's uh, – but, yeah, I mean, listen – the Buckeyes you have really is the highest power rated team in college football. Um, but I think this is going to be their first true test here. Uh, you know, they had that early season game against Notre Dame where they struggled to get separation. And now they go to Happy Valley. And I, I don't think Penn State has the offensive weapons to uh, keep up here really with Ohio State. It's going to fall on the defense uh, for Penn State if they're going to cover in this spot. And the secondary for Penn State, that's their strength. They've been very good this year. Um, they're going to have their hands full, obviously, containing Penn, or Ohio State's passing attack. Joey Porter Jr., he's shown himself to be a potential first-round draft pick uh, for the Nittany Lions. But overall, they have very decent depth in the secondary. And uh, keeping the turnovers to a minimum, that's going to be the key here for Penn State. Michael, how confident are you, though, in this Penn State defense to keep this game close? It, it is a much different experience, I will say, playing at Penn State for a noon kickoff than it is at uh, night. Uh, Matt Humans sure. mentioned, yeah. totally. mentioned that, and he would like the dog more. But, look, I mean, you got to play them. I, I, I think, to me, you got to be able to – you can't let the game get away from you. You're going to have to be able to answer them because you're not going to pitch a shutout. You're not going right. to win this game 16-6, to 6, right? But you got to be able to stay controlled. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to Franklin, how he manages the game, his decision-making – because he's gonna, his instincts are going to tell him to go for it on fourth down because he's going to say, if I punt it back, I might get further behind. And, and you've got to figure out how you trust your defense in these situations. So, look, I thought Michigan wore Penn State down. Like you said, they turned them over and they wore them down. We're going to find out about Ohio State today. I mean, if you're a good program, you shouldn't be over two touchdowns, dog, to, to Ohio State, especially if you're Penn State. Franklin 2-14 and 14 versus the top 10 straight up. Now, they have, although five straight losses for Penn State in this series against Ohio State, they've covered four of the last, I think, five it was. So, again, they've actually kept these games quite tight. They just keep losing to Ohio State. Next one up, Tennessee. Remember, next week Tennessee heads to Athens. They've got Kentucky. This is a tough spot here, Thomas. What do you got? Uh, now this is. And, it, you know, you say, is this a good spot for Kentucky here? Because, you know, hopefully – uh, Tennessee is not looking ahead to next weekend's game against Georgia, but very physical Kentucky team. They're at full strength here, and Tennessee may have the best offense in the country, depending on how you want to rate Ohio State there and the strengths of their opponents, but um, 
Kentucky's had an extra week of preparation here. Uh, the Volunteers, they've scored 40 points in three straight games, but you figure possessions may be limited in this one. Uh, Kentucky's going to look to win the line of scrimmage, and uh, really a contrast of styles in this game. Uh, obviously big implications for Tennessee moving forward. They, they can't be looking past the Wildcats here. Uh, the ticket count and the money is favoring Tennessee here, currently laying 11 and a half. Uh, down from the opener of 12 and a half, though, so it's, it's dropped the point. Let me ask you this. I think, to me, if, if Kentucky covers or wins, they, they've got to keep this game 31 to 27 in that area, 58. Would you, would you play the under if you play Kentucky, too? Uh, yes, but by Good all question. means, if you uh, if you are leaning Kentucky here, yeah, I think you have to look at the under, which is 62. We're currently sitting at 62 right now. Yeah, I, that's something to called, my yeah. instinct. That's if you it's, like it's if, if you like Tennessee, you got to play the over. Right, exactly. Yep, correlative I, betting. I, I, you take the dog and the under. I love that play, Michael. Okay, so next one up, and we were talking about this one. We said, wait, A and M and Jimbo, they're favored. Here comes Ole Miss. What do you guys? What do you have there at the Borgata? <laughs> Well, uh, Ole Miss is now favored. They're yeah, favored by flipped. two and a half. So it has flipped. Um, and does Jimbo get shut out of a bowl game this year? That's the question. If, if they lose here, they're going to drop to three and five. And after being a preseason top ten, very good chance they're going to uh, not qualify for a bowl. And uh, Ole Miss, of course, looking to bounce back after that one-sided loss to LSU last week. Um they're averaging at 38.3 points per game, the Rebels are, and compare that to A&M, the lowest scoring team in the SEC, 21.6 points per game here for Jimbo. I mean, look, Jimbo, to me, what he said after the South Carolina game had to infuriate the A&M alum. I mean, we were competing with them. We were in the – South Carolina is on a different level of yeah. program. Yeah. I mean, they're Completely. in the second year of the Beamer program. I mean, they don't have the NIL that they do. I mean, it's a great school. It's got great football tradition, but they're just rebuilding that program. Yep. For Jimbo to say that, it just tells you how bad his team is, and then he gets two kids suspended for doing something in the locker room. I don't know what, but I've heard what. You know, so that's a problem, and, and I think there's a lot of dysfunction. I know you say, well, it's a hard place to play, College Station. Is it? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for Appalachian. Right. Pardon me, misread the board. Number of flip, Ole Miss, open favored, still favored yep. there at A&M. Quickly on this one, Oklahoma State and Kansas State, a fascinating matchup because the question about Adrian Martinez there yep. with Kansas State and Manhattan. Yeah, so Kansas State still favored by a point and a half, and uh, – Adrian Martinez, as you mentioned, he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, left the uh, TCU game there last week with the leg injury. So we'll, we'll see. If he can't go, it's going to be Will Howard in, in his place. And Howard, after uh, halftime of last week's game, really uh, showed nothing. So almost everybody taking Oklahoma State. Don't bet, against Mike, don't bet against Gundy. He's, he's a good coach. So your neighbor came by talking about Halloween. Make sure you hand out the big – Candy bars candy on bar. Halloween. Oh, and, bars, yeah. We can we TG's can discuss that tomorrow. Be home on Halloween, he's got too much no, to T do. He's no way. And he's going to be, be and he's going to be with us tomorrow during the Lombardi line. We're next running the board. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. 
I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Breeders' Cup is next week. Sign up and bet the Breeders' Cup with Express Bet and First Bet. It's the best horse racing app out there. Remember, if you use that promo code HORSE200, you can, first off, you get 10 bucks free and then 100% match of your first deposit up to $200. It's a great job, and it's a great deal to get you set up for Breeders' Cups. Okay? So remember, vsin.com slash horses, and the Breeders' Cup is essentially all the best horses from all around the country, Dubai, England, Ireland, of course, the United States, and you can bet them over at First Bet. Beeson.com slash horses for more information. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line on a Saturday. It's week nine as we head into November, the final month of the college football season before we get to the bowl games and, of course, the college football playoff. Remember, Michael Lombardi, we do have the committee dropping their first set of rankings coming up this Tuesday, November 1. 
And, you know, we joked about it a little bit earlier, but I think it is worth mentioning. You know, this is a committee made up of people, not necessarily football people that are easily right. influenced. And, and it's a suggestive no thing. So they're influenced by how these teams perform moving on out. I think there's no doubt. I mean, and that's not a knock on it. It's just to me, they're very, they're using data that they're accumulating. They're trying to be objective by not having an opinion. So they use statistical analysis to formulate their, their rankings. And so it keeps, they trying to keep bias out of it. Right. But at the end of the day, the problem with college football is there's such an imbalance in terms of level of competition. So Clemson, you know, who they beat and what their numbers are. It's our problem today trying to figure out how good Ohio State is. Are they really good or are they accumulated a lot of numbers against opponents that are inferior to them because of their recruiting and their ability to have all these talented players on one team? So I think that's where the committee gets into a little bit of a trouble because they're using numbers that sometimes are real and sometimes are not. Well, let's start with the team that could be a part of the rankings, and that's the Wolverines sitting at number four as far as the rankings are concerned right now. They're going to be hosting Michigan State. Michigan State, a down year, just three and four this year. However, Kenneth Walker scored five touchdowns last year, and Mel Tucker, who's 2-0 and against Michigan, beat the Wolverines. Michigan then went on to the college football playoff and got blown out. But you said it at the top of the show. Michigan's defense has been lights out. McCarthy looks like he's going to be a star. Rush attack with Corum and Edwards. There's just a very well-rounded team, but they're laying a price. They're up to 22-23 here hosting Michigan State. I think it's too many points in this kind of rivalry. Three touchdowns, if you win by three touchdowns, that's a route, right? That's a lot of points, and I think the pace of the way Michigan wants to play and control the pace of the game, and they're going to wear you down, and they're able to you know, do that, but it also reduces the clock, right? So we got the total at 55, and you're, you're laying 23, you know? So that, that to me seems a little bit imbalanced. I know Michigan State's not the best team that they've been this year, but they're getting some players back from injury. I would take the points. If I had a play, I would lean towards the points. Michigan, a big advantage, both sides in the trenches, but you can't lay 23. I'm sorry. This is It's a rivalry growing up there. It didn't matter how, how teams were playing coming into the matchup. Plus, Michigan State's won 10 of 14 over the last 14 seasons. So, again, there it is, a big number with Michigan laying it. Let's talk about another rivalry, and that is happening in Jacksonville today with Georgia-Florida. This number got all the way up to 23 as well. Let me give you the updated number, Michael, as we sit here. It is 23 and a half at a couple of shops with Georgia laying it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not sold on this Florida defense, but I would lean towards taking Florida in the points because I do think Florida will move the football. We saw Missouri move the ball a little bit on Georgia, right? And, and Missouri's by no means a very good offense. They struggled to beat Vanderbilt last week, but they were able to move the ball. It was on the road. It was at home from Missouri. So it was a, it was a, tough, it was a tough out for Georgia. It really was. It kind of makes you not be as impressed with Georgia as you thought you might be considering how hard it was for them to beat Vanderbilt. I mean, if Missouri. And they and look, let's face it, Kent State moved the ball on Georgia. I, I want to find out about Georgia today. I think this is too many points. I'm not dismissing Georgia as the best team in college football right now, but I do think the points you got to take Florida. 
How about this one? 922, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. The Big 12 has been entertaining this year, and these two teams, the winner stays in the hunt there in the Big 12. So this is a huge game for Oak State and Kansas State in Manhattan. The number right now, no. Kansas State's up to one and a half. You know, the question as far as Kansas State is Adrian Martinez going to play because he, along with Deuce Vaughn, they kind of run that option-based run game, and it's very hard to stop. Oklahoma State hasn't played a defense like Kansas State this year. This is a very interesting matchup, specifically because Oklahoma State now five straight games has run the gauntlet. Yeah, they've been really good. You know, and last week against TCU, they were able to come back and find a way to win that game. I mean, it was really remarkable. I mean, they're resilient. You know, you don't – Mike Gundy has done a really good job in this game. To me, I, I think that Kansas State, Manhattan, Kansas, a hard place to play. You know, and it's a hard place to get a win, and especially if they if they have healthy quarterback. I would lean towards K State here as much as I love the Oklahoma State program. Spencer Sanders, to be fair, he played very well against Texas because remember he was going into that game as a question mark, and he did play well for Oak State. Gundy's done a hell of a job with that program. I totally agree with you. Let's talk about the three games you mentioned earlier in the show that were kind of random, and one being Oregon Arizona. Okay, because remember, this is you're going to try to get some style points here, impress the committee, and excuse me, Oregon California. Uh, Cal scored last week too, which is a surprise. Oregon's laying Shocker. 17 at Cal. You know, I mean, look, the Cal offense, other than when they played Arizona, was not very good. And for them to score that many points. But I think this is a different Oregon team. Defensively, they've improved. You know, they've gotten better since the Ohio State game. I think I would lay the points here and take and take Oregon. I think Cal is just not good enough in both sides of the ball to match up with Oregon. Love what Jed Fish is doing at Arizona. Don't love what's happening on defense right now. Here comes USC. Bitter. A little frustrated. They're laying 14, 14 and a half. I just don't see how Arizona stops I, I, this offense. I, I don't either. I think this could be a 45-21 game. I mean, I, you know, Arizona gives up 5.5 uh, opponent points per play. <laughs> USC gives up 0-3-1. I mean, that's a huge difference in a game, right? SC gives up 5.5 yards per play. Arizona gives up 6.8 yards per play. And Arizona, and USC averages six eight per play. I think this is. I don't see how Arizona. I think Jed Fish has done a great job defensively. They got a lot of work to do. They're not good up front. They're not big enough, and they're going to have a hard time stopping this ground game of USC. They're going to have a hard time stopping it, even though it's at home. I, I would take SC and, and lay the points. Mark Stoops in Kentucky, 3-0 ATS, 2-1 straight up as a dog this year. Stoops has been great as a dog at Kentucky. We know this. I, I will tell you, not just Matt Humans, but Kentucky is a sharp play today. They're at Tennessee, and Tennessee's lane, 11 and a half. I don't think Tennessee's looking ahead to anything. I think Tennessee is really, really about the moment. I think this coach, Josh Heupel, has done a nice job. I don't think they think they're good enough to look ahead. You know, and I think that they'll play well today. I think this is all about pace and control. I think ultimately Tennessee gets control of this game. I think they can cover this number because I think Kentucky's going to have a hard time really matching them if they get into a track meet. And as good a coach as Stoops is, Nick Saban had a hard time slowing them down. So I, I'm going to lean. I'm going to go against the green here. I'll take Tennessee and lay the points. 
Michigan dropped 41 and rushed for 418 yards against this Penn State defense. I'm sorry. I don't think they stop Ohio State. Again, it's not at night. It's not going to be a whiteout there at Happy Valley. Ohio State's laying 15 and a half at Penn State. I mean, look, you know, to me, all everything tells you take Penn State and the points, right? Everything tells you that because that's what Penn State, you know, they should. They should be able to stay within two scores of Ohio State. You know, they're playing at home. They've got the defense. that Their defense is a good defense. It's not elite. Michigan State wore them down running the football. So I'm going to take Penn State in the points I, only because I don't know enough about Ohio State against real competition. I'm not sure Penn State is, but look, Penn, this is the only Penn State's not going to lose another game at the end. Look at their schedule, right? But they're going to lose two of the best teams. And if Franklin doesn't win one of these games, you know, at some point, if you're a Penn State alum, you're saying, wait a minute, hold on. Let's quickly get out in front of Denver, Jacksonville, because we're going to be here tomorrow morning. But to give the betters an idea, Michael, it's two right now with Jacksonville laying it. Do you re- do you have the Lombardi line? Do you remember the number uh, that you have on this game? Three point three point six eight. I have uh, Jacksonville as the favorite. I would lean towards Jacksonville. I don't trust Jacksonville, but I would lean towards them. Jacksonville's got to pressure the quarterback. They've got to put pressure on Russell. They're twenty sixth in sacks per play this year. That was really good at the beginning of the year. They haven't gotten the same level as later in the season. But they should be able to put some pressure on Russell, and they've got to be able to give the ball to ATN and run it. And it's hard to run the ball on Denver. Denver's a good defense, but you can make some plays against Denver. I just think, to me, Jacksonville is the better team in this situation. They're comfortable playing in London. I would lay the points, take Jacksonville as a lean, not an official pick, Bill A.D. We're going to be here live to enjoy it. I'll talk to you then, Michael. Enjoy the party tonight wait, there Patrick. in Ocean City. Thank you, Patrick. I know. I, we'll I look toast forward you. to it. Elliot, Elliot and everybody back at Circa, tremendous job. Live bet Saturday with JVT and the crew is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.